to Pop of Color Pod. I'm Ruby. And I'm India. We're two women of color recapping all things Bravo through our personal lens. As women of color, we like to focus on the underrated Bravo shows with inclusive casts. And if we're feeling generous, we'll add even more Bravo sprinkles on top. Ruby, don't forget that as we catch up on the Bravo chaos, we also like to catch up on the chaos of our lives. And there's never a shortage of that. Here's this week's episode. Let's pop off. This is the final countdown. Last stop of tour is the <laughs> spring tour. It's a tour. It's a worldwide tour. Bitch, I'm worldwide. <laughs> Housewives tagline. <laughs> oh my God. I set my line for 3 a.m. So that's where we are, folks. I can say that uh, one of my coworkers was like, Where are you going? And I just really quietly was like, um, Bali. And she's like, where? And she like, her whole face changed because she was like, oh, I'm happy. Like, enjoy your time off. And then I said that. And she's like, I forgot what she said. She was like, well, now I feel some, like she said, like, well, now I feel differently. And I'm like, that's why I don't tell people where I'm going ever. People can't just be happy for you. Jelly jelly donut well you're you're going to bali my friend is currently in, in dubai i'm just like <sighs> libras we love to be on the prowl both the libras i forgot i told you that um <laughs> yeah you forgot you dive <clears throat> sensitive details to no i'm kidding <laughs> um as you can see i got a haircut on friday and um i really like it i don't do well with sudden change so did i look at myself in the mirror and be like, thank you, I love it. And then proceed to go in the car and like have a breakdown, which for Libra just means calling my sister and calmly saying like, I'm trying not to drive my car into a building right now, but I think I'll be okay. Well, I love it. Thank you. I'm adjusting. Like here, it's not as bad, but like when I'm looking at myself in like a mirror, I'm like, "Mm." I don't know. I aspire because I'm I've wanted to cut my hair that short and I've been turned down when I go, I've been twice to get a cut that short. And both people were like, no, we're not cutting your hair. One, the Asian lady that said my head was too big. So that really set me back like a whole year. And then two, a black woman was like, no, you have pretty long hair. You know how it is in the black culture. Like long means like, yes. Yeah. I mean, it's everything. Yeah. So the first time I cut my hair, I did it myself. And so that was the situation. It ended up about the same length when I was five. Um, I feel like I've told this story that I was watching a like telenovela and there were twins and one had long hair and one had short hair. So I started going in with the scissors, but I only made it halfway. And so then I like flipped my hair over because, oh, well, what happened is I was at my grandma's <laughs> Unhinged. <laughs> what had happened was I was at my grandmother's house. And um, I was in her room because they left the child unsupervised as always, because I was quiet. So people didn't know I was unhinged yet. And um, my mom was like, Ruby, it's time to go home. And I was like, oh, shit. And then I took all of the hair and the scissors and I threw it behind my grandma's TV in her bedroom. (laughs) And um, I like flipped my hair all crazy. And my mom was like, you look crazy. Let's brush your hair before we go. And then she started brushing it and she was like, Ruby, what did you do? And so then first cut, first grade picture looked hella different than the first five. Oh my gosh. I I am basically a five-year-old now because yesterday when I 
did my hair. I, I, as you know, I trim it. I put it on my close friends, like, oh, I just trimmed off a couple inches and every, people always yell at me. I'm always like impressed. I'm like so scared when you say it and then you post the next one. I'm like, wow, she looks fine. Yeah. And so I did the same thing yesterday, but I thought I fucked up. <laughs> well, I did fuck up. Like I looked at one side. And you and I was thought like, it was like a major fuck up. Like, yeah, I was like, this side does not match this side. So then I had to like, cause I only, well, I, I just do a basic cut. I just try to do like the V. So that's just like, you take the hair that's in front of your ears and you okay. trim that and then you do the rest, like the same length. So then it ends up like this, um, but I thought I fucked up because, and then it was so blunt that I was like, oh my God, I need to fix this. So then when I was out with my, um, my clients showing houses yesterday, I was like, can you be honest with me? And she was like, yeah, I was like, okay, really? I need you to be honest. Like my hair. She was like, yeah, my hair, my mom was a, is a hairdresser. So like, I got you. I was like, okay. It's like, is my hair uneven? Please tell me the honesty. She was like, no, it's a little blunt, but it's a perfect you like V shape. She's just like, you did a good oh, job. Good. I was like, okay. <sighs> Thank goodness. Yeah, that was nerve-wracking. But then I was like, just an excuse to cut the hair the length that I wanted to <laughs> all along. I'll just go for the chop. I just like miss thought about, like, I was like, oh yeah, I want it around my collarbone. It is. I just thought my collarbone was like- To your breast? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to the top of my boobs. I was like, oh wait, there is a gap of space between that. I have a long decolletage. And so it was, um, you know, inches matter in some cases. Hair yeah country, other cases so I was just like my mistake but we're here I will look beautiful no matter what because you do you're beautiful I'm usually high life. self-esteem so haircuts can't bring you down sure can't I have cute outfits for this weekend so it'll make up for it yeah but um, yeah it's gonna give like I'm pretending I'm footloose and fancy free which I'm not at all as we know She's never been cool <laughs> or collected. <laughs> what is that? Three, three empty boxes. <laughs> no checks here. Um, so we are recording at a special time so that we can get in this last episode before I leave y'all one more time. Um, we're gonna do a little summer house because I watched it for breakfast this morning. And let me tell you, not watched it for breakfast. <laughs> I <laughs> I don't know if it's because it was early. I wasn't fully caffeinated. I'm I'm on edge because, you know, once you check in for the flight, it's all you think about for 24 hours. Mm -hmm. Like I was, and I'm also, that trip is, let me tell you something. I don't it, like, obviously it's going to be amazing, but three flights, like one, like little, you know, connecting flight, but one is 15 hours and one is seven and a half hours. <gasps> And twice when I asked people, what snacks do you recommend? Were people mentioning drugs? I'm like, I know I need to go on a diet, but that's not what I asked you. I want like- Like food. Xanax. They're like, please, Xanax. One person said Xanax and one person said Valium. I'm in an aisle seat though for the long one so I can walk around as much as I want. Yeah. Um, we know content won't be the issue. It's just like the restlessness. I'll find stuff to watch. Yeah. Oof. I digress. So I had Summer House for breakfast, as I said. And I don't know what it was, but like, I was not shaking, but like, I had like a visceral, like a visceral, like not ick, but like a, <gasps> at everything, everything. I was like, no, don't do it. Oh, this is awkward. Like, I was so uncomfortable this whole episode, which means it was great. <laughs> but I was so uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, do you want to do summer house first and then do yes, um, and then we're do girls trip? Um, if you're not watching ultimate girls trip three in 
Thailand. We're going to do episodes two and three that premiered last Thursday, March 23rd. Yeah, pretty much. We're just going to save the poppy and poopy for around then because we're just going to talk about like who we like the best and all of the, that jazz. Then. We're enjoying. So. Okay, yeah. so <clears throat> this week's Summer House, like they leave after Amanda's birthday and they're doing like the little bit where it's like during the week. Every time Craig Conover comes on my screen on a show that's not Southern Charm, I'm upset. <laughs> like stop giving us exposure therapy to him. Stop making him try to happen for me. Yeah, we try because it's like Paige, and then it's like, oh, well. I just, I don't need to see him. There's but like- it's so interesting to see their dynamic because she is like the guy in the relationship. Like, he's ready to, like, go all out and, like, live together. And she's just like. Yeah, he's already, like, remember last year we were talking about this, and you were like, no, they're just going to be modern and, like, live between the cities and blah, blah. I'm like, yeah, someone's going to not be okay with that anymore. Yeah. And- like he's always, you know, he v- seems to visit her more because he's like, you haven't been to Charleston in a while. And I think she ultimately like sees herself, but like she's in the prime of her career. So why would she move there yeah. when all of her career opportunities are in New York? And like she, her in the confession, not crying. At, I mean, laughing at her crying, but like her just like, like I could cry. Like, I don't like even just thinking about it. Like, I'm not ready. I'm like, what a guy. I, I aspire to have that kind of like, security within myself that's like no I'm not ready because you know most women would be like oh I'm going like okay fine you you bought a house down there like I'm already helping you renovate it I think like, I'm too far the like I'm like her but too far you know what I mean where I'm just like I can't have Libra. anybody Libra I'm just like no I have to like have all my stuff in order like I'm not ready to even say hello to somebody for fun <laughs> My Aquarius Venus sometimes like has a wandering eye, like, ooh. But then I always reel her. And my Capricorn is like, bitch. You're you're saying a wandering eye to another person, right? Like, no, just like the commitment, like, ooh, I just hit my elbow. Like the commitment wandering eye that's like, like, am I really in a relationship? What is? Yeah. Yeah. But then like I reel myself back in, like, yeah, you are, bitch. Like, relax. Ma'am, <laughs> calm down. <laughs> you are in what we call a relationship, a committed situation. Yeah, yeah. I definitely relate where I'm like, mm, no, we're not gonna be doing that right now. Um they we did like the Amanda and um Lindsay sit down, and I don't really want to say much about it because it was like they both think they're right, they both think the other one's wrong. I'm kind of over the fight at this point. Like, I do feel for Lindsay because I think she did try to like sincerely pursue something with Amanda and just kind of felt like betrayed by that mean girl click again. And like, we'll get into the like girls dinner at the end, but I just feel like Amanda's not a sincere person ever. And like, when she cries, it's like guilt tears. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I also think that we have to remember again, like the mean girl click- recency bias of rewatching season three, just, but, the, but it's of- the truth because that is, like probably going through Amanda's mind it's like you and Danielle weren't the nicest to me like when I first came around like they were kind of the mean the mean girl click when Amanda first came around and weren't like super inviting of her um and then the tables quickly switched when Paige and Hannah came in the house and now well not really Hannah but Paige and Sierra um but I do think that like Amanda hasn't like completely I feel like in the back of her mind let it go like it's like we'll never never be like 
the fact that her now husband had to send a 17 page email because she got cropped out of a picture like those are the things that matter to her in life it's like you unfollowed me I mean, that would bother the fuck out of me. Like, we're like, friends. So, like, four years later. And brought me out. Yeah, but it's, like, it's just a little shady to me. Like, it's, like, mm, I'm always, I might, I mean, I probably wouldn't four years later. But, you know, I think that's just some things that they have to work through. But I did like that Lindsay was, like, you, like, saying, like, I seem like a tough girl, but you hurt my feelings. Like, and just laying that exactly. out there, like, you hurt my feelings. Like, I, I can only handle but so much. That's the problem is, like, the younger group, like, they're, I like them, but they're just so like face value superficial. Like they don't take the time, like they don't care enough to take the time to think past like what they see right in front of them and don't get like people become like this because they've had tough experiences, not because they just feel like being douchebags. <clears throat> yeah. And um, also when Amanda was like, the things I say, like you shouldn't take them with malice. Like those are my opinions. And I didn't mean it in like a malicious way to hurt you. But but I'm like explain, please explain to me how the word taint is not malicious. Well yeah. Is long or why you shouldn't take that offensively. Not not necessarily with malice, because I think when people say things, it's not necessarily like malice, like I'm trying to make you upset, but it's like you're not being careful with your words and why wouldn't yeah, someone was, take offensive like offense to, to that? Say, like the problem with Amanda is that she doesn't think before she speaks. Like she's very yeah if she doesn't care about the person so she didn't think about how fucking rude and entitled is to say like he works for us like she's the second ceo yeah Yeah. like it it was just giving like the misses of the ceo you know like like it's the 1950s and she's got like her fur little shawl and shit and if they divorce i mean they don't have a free in the business you know it's just like baby like we're not in that echelon but again like and we'll talk about Sarah and Gabby. Like, it's very interesting to me that like, and it maybe again, it's like, because Amanda's white, but it's very interesting that Sierra doesn't have the same reservations about Amanda, who's like very clearly like a trust fund kid. And maybe she doesn't talk about it on camera, but like, we know that she's doing just fine, like through her family, yeah. but like has feelings about Gabby having it. But also, also something to take in consideration, Gabby is a Leo rising and I have a couple Leo rising friends and they are insane. Some of my favorite people, oh. <laughs> but they are insane. And they just like, they have to put out, like they have a lot of output. Um, Cause like I'm Aquarius rising. So that's my opposite sign. You know what I mean? So it's like, I relate, like I have a relational pull to them, but at the same time, it's like Aquarius is the opposite, right? Like we kind of like hold back and then like wait to assess before we give of ourselves to other people. But then Leo is like, Bleh! what do you, like, which part do you like? You know, like they just like throw it all out there. So it's like very indicative of her because, but we'll get it. Yeah. Whatever. I'm like all over the place tonight. Um, The first time that I was fucking shaking in discomfort in this episode was the Danielle Robert car ride to the house. That was tense. It was a lot. <laughs> so uncomfortable like I didn't even write down anything they said because it was basically Danielle pretending that she was like okay like it was Danielle pretending that her relationship was like what she would say Lindsay and Carl do was like peaches and cream it's like sometimes I see you sometimes I don't which like I'm not hating on her because I love her but it's just like facts it's like the amount of like you 
clearly were in a bad situation. And like, I feel like you deep down are probably happy and still love your friends. But for some reason, it's like, it's not schadenfreude. It's like the opposite of schadenfreude where it's like, I can't feel happiness for you because I don't feel happy feel that myself. Mm-hmm. And like, and that happens for people, but I just like, it's just not fair. And the way that she's like displacing her frustrations on Lindsay is really fucked up. But the whole car ride when she was like, yeah, you're kind of my party trick now. And like saying things like that, I was like, oh, I don't like, you know me, I don't like ever feeling the concept of people using other people. And so like, that was just super ick to me. And then he made a bunch of comments that were very ugh to me. And so I was just like, oh my God, do you guys even like each other? No. I mean, my, my biggest thing is like relationships dynamics change, but, and I feel like we wouldn't be so judgy of Danielle and Robert's relationship if she wasn't so in turn judgy of Lindsay and Carl. Exactly. Exactly. Like, That's- exactly the point like outwardly judgy about it not like i'm concerned yeah when you throw stones everyone's gonna look back at you yep that's not the phrase at all i combined two different metaphors but y'all know what i mean the fingers and then three pointing back at you whatever that fucking phrase is i know what you mean but uh, but i do like i feel that's why i'm like i don't dislike her but like she dug herself in such a hole and like and again, when you're that upset, you don't even see outside of yourself sometimes. So she probably just didn't even realize she was doing it, but it still doesn't make it okay. Yeah. And that's why, like, we always say this, right? It's like, maybe Lindsay is a fucking terrorist in real life. But on television, a bitch knows what to do. Mm-hmm. And maybe she's not being real, but sucks for all of you because yeah. you don't care. We're why does it fucking matter? Program. Um. Also, they all got to the house and I wrote, why is Sam dressed and talking like Goldie Hawn in the first Wives Club? <laughs> like, baby, you're 24. She had like her sweater and she's like, hey, darlings, happy Friday. Oh, chef. Like, I don't remember what she was saying because I was, again, not caffeinated yet. But I was like, Sam, you're so young. Like, are you talking like somebody's grandma right now? Sam is, she like makes me laugh. <laughs> she because does. She's like- sometimes she sometimes she says things that are very staged or like very like what she thinks people want her to say right because like she said she like grew up reading cosmo and like watching all these movies and wanting to be like main character energy but sometimes like when she's really just herself i laugh my ass off yeah (laughs) when she when she's at dinner (laughs) that she likes when men spit in her mouth (laughs) kyle was like sam he was like, Jesus Christ, Sam. <laughs> I'm like, Kyle, why do you act like you're so fun sometimes, but you're really just a fucking tool? Like, or like a grandpa, like, oh my God, like clutch no, my pearls. Mouth. It's fine. Like clutch my pearls. Like you said, you have like a never ending dick. Like it's that. Yeah. That's the thing. It's like, he says like fake stuff, right? Like fake provocative stuff. Like when they were doing the first dinner that Robert made, um, and they were doing like the couples quiz, basically. I felt like Kyle and Amanda were just doing like pre-populated answers to see, like, again, it was just giving like a businessman and the missus like at a company dinner, like, oh, here's all of the like pre-planned topics and phrases that we say where she's like, oh, I'm breathing, I hate that. Or like when he says crazy stuff and then I'm like, someone says something actually real, like, hey, I like it when a guy spits in my mouth and he's like, oh my God. She doesn't have like the media training filter yet. Like she's like fresh. She's a fresh baby, newborn in the wild. I hate when they're media trained because I'm like, don't do that. 
I want, yeah. I want Jersey Shore all the time. I can say I am not a spit in the mouth girl. All I think about is how many germs you have, how, especially if it's like loogie spit. I mean, loogie spit ain't right. It's all loogie spit to me. But if you put a peen in your mouth or if people put their mouths in people's asses, what is spit? Your, your dick can't give me a cold. It can give me other things, but it can't give me a cold. It can't yeah, give me I'm COVID. Like, it can give you herpes. Yes. Okay. Like, okay. Fair. But like, if, but we're saying this with like the lens of we are freely tested and have no. I'm saying this in a non-judgmental way. I don't put my mouth on asses, but if somebody wants to non-loogie spit in my mouth and it's the right mouth, sure. I don't eat ass and I don't like spit I in just, my mouth. The amount of bacteria. In your mouth. Oh, in both, yeah. <laughs> but in both. You know, I had a boyfriend once tell me that. It matters everywhere, you guys. Um, By the way, if you don't flush the toilet without closing the toilet lid, fecal matter and urine bacteria are getting on your toothbrush. Public service announcement. Well, I'm glad shut I closed the lid toilet. when you flush the toilet. I always shut the lid. <laughs> it's the feng shui thing for me, but good to know. Um, just, uh, put toothbrush covers on your toothbrush anyway. Yeah, I sometimes, well, when I clean, I definitely do. But I felt like putting a toothbrush cover over it was going to like make mold grow. So I like take it off. No, I just what you do is like, if you have like a little hand towel, like, so when I'm doing my hygiene routine, right, I have like my little washcloth because I'm washing my face. When I go to brush my teeth, I like dab the toothbrush afterwards so it dry and then put the cover on. Um, okay. Public surf- service announcement. <laughs> if um, anybody wants to do my GRWM, let me know. Comment in the link and I'll do my get ready with me. <laughs> Beauty with rubes. <laughs> How annoying could I be? I get one haircut and I think I'm Emma Chamberlain. I'm no, sick. it's your haircut is giving it's like pages, page vibes. Oh, wow. She's in. Oh, she's in. Speaking She's of, embedded in my mind like a motherfucker. Guess who listened to Giggly Squad? Ruby. Guess who says she enjoyed it, Ruby? I listened to one episode. <laughs> I don't dislike them. I that's just how you go. That's how you start. <laughs> I listened to their most recent. Their episode came out today. I played it today. You know, you know who? Um, if you want to talk about dark times, aka being 25. Um, the podcasts I used to listen to were like ones hosted by people who used to be on the bachelor. <laughs> like, uh, I know, cause there's that one. And then there's Nick Vial's Nick. No, I, luck, luckily I never made it to the vile files. Thank God. He has my birthday though. What a fucking nightmare. And I did listen to his, oh God, he, I did listen to his episode with, um, the girl from love is blind, which that show, the most recent season is unhinged. I heard, um, but I did listen to the episode with um with her because I, I wanted to know the story. Um, like if the clips hop up on my Explorer, like I'll listen for a second. But he's just so like douchey, pretentious, terrible. Like there was a small pocket of time where I thought he would be tolerable and then like swiftly went away. He and Rachel Bilson from the OC admitted that they faked. Like, yeah. Or, yeah. They faked dating because they were going to have a spinoff podcast together. And I'm like, truly die. Like fall off a cliff. That's the um, yeah. There was this one section. I think they like have a like someone call in and like 
you know, like what people do, like listener letters or whatever. Advice or whatever. So yeah, this like this girl was like, yeah, so my best friend is cheating on her boyfriend and like we're all friends. Like, like my boyfriend has gotten to know like her boyfriend and like we do like we're we we have a couple ship coming up, but she's cheated on him. Like, what should I do? Because if my boyfriend founds out, then it's gonna break trust between us and like I just don't know what to do. They're like basically telling her, like, you're a bad person if you don't like tell your boyfriend or tell her to like tell her that like you're gonna tell her boyfriend if she doesn't tell him. I'm like, no, I think you're a bad friend if you (laughs) say something. Like it's none of your business. Like I would tell my boyfriend and be like, keep your mouth fucking shut. And like this has nothing to do with me. Like, you know, like front birds of a feather don't flock together in this situation. Like she's going through some shit. But like, why would I no? They were like, Yeah, you should tell her because it will question your integrity. And he's gonna think differently of you if you don't like make this right. And I'm like, oh, why are y'all putting so much pressure on this girl? Like, I was Ridiculous. like, okay, I've got to turn this off now. I just wanted to listen I to told you. Um, yeah, I, like most of the podcasts I listen to, if it's like celebrity hosted or D-list reality star hosted, once they get to the advice part, I always turn it off. I'm like, y'all don't have shit to like no I don't need advice from you the only one I listen to that gives advice they're not with this world do you know what I mean yeah like they're not normal I would maybe listen to the I would weirdly I would let the giggly squad tell me some advice they might be the closest yeah but they're still actually married now and stuff but well um, I know about that that's (laughs) (laughs) I'm like look they had a pandemic marriage which a lot of people did you know they like went in and got it done and we're like we're good we're great we're gravy um that is what she needed was just like a much older man like you know like she has a certain sense of humor and like wavy yeah oh for sure she needed an older man um so what what's what is what what else is going on i don't fucking know we're not well Um, um oh they did the game oh um I will say the dinner theme was cute. The Tulum theme. Even though yeah. I, when they said to Tulum, I'm like, you're still in New York. Like, shut up. But like poor Robert, like, why does he have to cook? Like, even though like he's a guest, like he's just cooking like every fucking day. Not, yeah. I feel like that's not the way to invite someone. It's like, if anything, because he's a chef, like give him the night off. Yeah. He was like, no, I want you to be the like. Like she said, I don't like that phrase party trip, but like, she's basically like, I want you to help me for my night so that it looks special, which I get. That's like fair for somebody in a relationship to ask from their significant other. But at the same time, it's just like, give him a break. Yeah. The boy's like, tired. That's 80 like hours asking, a week. That's like 80 hours a week. CPA boyfriend to like do everybody's taxes. <laughs> like, yeah, absolutely not. Do that. He works 80 hours a week. That's insane. Yeah. The only other people I know who do that are like, friends of mine that work in like all those weird finance jobs and like doctors they're like moving people's money doctors and nurses doctors. um yeah. it's like yeah. robert check this rash no leave him alone um i will say though like he's like not my type but the tattoos make him my type do you know what i mean yeah i was like yeah it was smart of you to get all these tattoos like especially the leg sleeve i was like i can get into this tattoos and beards just level up a man in ways that i can't even explain i'm like 50 50 the beard has to be like on the right face like and it has to be the right beard you know like oh, i don't I mean it can't be one of those long like 
I can, if I can grab it, it. Yeah. No. Like I, I like to grab it like some, like just a little, like not like a I lot, but like just a little, like, like when they're like digging through, like they're about to find like a piece of lint. It's gross. It has to be clean. Yeah. I like when it's like scruff, but like a little close to the face, you know, like where they really trim it and it's kind of close to the face. I just love a beard. Mm. Well, with that, let's take a break. Yeah. And we'll be right back with the rest of the summer house. Um, during our break, my friend Danielle that, you know, sent me, um, a meme that said Libra girls will be like, he's perfect. If I just, if I just fundamentally change everything about him and then wrote, it's you. <laughs> that, and then I sent you yesterday, like about like, it's you or them. I have to pick between you or them. <laughs> Fucked up, but it's true. There was another one that I posted where it was like single taken and those are both blank. And then it was like hot girl summer all year round check. <laughs> Oh my gosh. And I was like, ain't that the truth? <laughs> okay. Now that we're done talking about me being a slob kebab, um, we we're talking about the Tulum dinner, the night one. Um, and I will say again, it's just a side effect of being a Leo rising, the oversharing. Um, I don't remember what, oh, they were talking about joint accounts and when Sierra was like, Gabby doesn't even know what it, or no, Lindsay actually said, Gabby doesn't even know what it's like to buy groceries. And I was like, what? And then Sierra's like, Gabby's got all the cards on lock. And she was like talking about how she's like on all her parents, she's got all her credit cards and stuff. And I was like, <laughs> I think there's a balance between like autonomy. Fun. Like, is that the right word? Autonomy. And like your parents, like always, you know what I mean? Like in generational like wealth. Yeah, yeah. 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 Like there's definitely like a balance between that. And I, you know, it's not like that she hasn't had a job. Like she has jobs, like the girl is working, exactly. but she's just very uh, nurtured by and spoiled by her parents. Yeah. I can't say that I was for my kids well, just as hard as that, but I've seen it. Yeah. I think it's just a mindset of like, there's two things. One, unfortunately, you have to be careful who you share your life with yeah. because people can't be trusted. They're snakes. Uh, first of all, on a Bravo television program. And it friend. sounds obnoxious a little bit. Um, it, sound, it definitely sounds obnoxious. Um, like I'm an only child. I know if anything were to go like super awry, my parents would help me. They're very supportive, but I'm also not like, hey, can you get me this? Can I do that? Like I'm doing this today. You know what I mean? Like, oh yeah, no. But I know like, that- Like I have to ask or they're like, oh, India, like I see you haven't got, got a commission this month. Like, you're right. <laughs> yes, exactly. Things like that. Like, I think it's, I think that's probably closer to like what she experiences, but perhaps the way she presents it or like what her, what she could do if she wanted to, you know, one comes off as like annoying because a lot of people- especially a lot of people on this show, like have had to just work for themselves and not had that experience. So they're always going to be a little bit like, you just don't respect, like I had a page. I feel like Paige's parents paid for everything. Well, I think Amanda's parents did too. Um, I think Kyle's parents probably helped him out. Um, So I'm thinking more of like the Carl, Lindsay, Maya, Sierra, um, Danielle side of the table. Cause that was like the side I was looking at. Yeah. Gabby's the only Um, person of color that is like privileged in that group. Yeah. So I think that's like a little hard for them, um, to like relate to, but you know, so it's just like a balance. Like you also should be like thoughtful about what you share and is it necessary? Like it's literally that phrase. And I try to say this at work, like the gentlest way possible, but I'm like, before you speak, is it necessary? And is it kind? Yeah. It doesn't meet both criteria. 
shut the fuck up you don't need to say it yeah like you don't need to say it so i think she just like she just rattles off sometimes and probably alcohol doesn't help too because people get loose with their mouths you know and yeah um anyway we go to the club (laughs) and usually i'm not a fan of them like shading carl and Lindsay, but them being on the side by themselves in the bright lights making out was another one where i started shaking a choice (laughs) because you could tell Lindsay was like i really do want to like over there and be in the mosh pit with everyone did you think so i do because she kept like at least the cameras made it seem that way because she was like looking over there like oh but maybe she wasn't really looking maybe the camera like the producer yeah like they were just creating i'm only asking sincerely because like i was just shaking from them making out i was like oh and then what did he say? He was like, woo, doggy or something. No, she said, she, yeah, big daddy. And I was yeah. like, ah. When everyone was like partying and then they just look over at them making out, I was like. <laughs> Does that remind you of like college when people would publicly make out in front of other people? And it's like, <clears throat> oh, God. Oh, yeah. Uh, we're talking about the units. All you see is like someone making out every corner everywhere my white half <laughs> took over sometimes <laughs> i'm like did i ever like have like public makeouts oh god i i can't recall the time i don't want to talk about that for us <laughs> i'm a very private person i like to like move in silence like lasagna so like my friends would be like india All like right. you like now that you have a car we <laughs> never know where you are we just look for that like, like army sticker we were everybody. friends but like how many times did we actually see each other in college who knows days and confused most of the time days we were, confused we, were in, we were in sociology together right that's how we became friends or like friend friends were you in that intro to social yes but like, honestly i can't tell you what yesterday was so that part of my existence, I have to like go to a hypno. hypno- well, no, I hypnosis. legit like. Did you not see like my eyes like dilating? I had to focus so hard and be like, "Was that the class that we?" Took? I'm like, I took social, but I was like, "Yeah, I did." Duh. I was a second major. I had to. But I said it, and I wasn't sure if that's what I meant. That's the problem. I was like, "Was that the class?" It was like junior year, and it was like Am- Well, my junior year it was like Amber, Jossie, the 2014 girls were freshmen. You know. It was like a whole, <laughs> yeah. Was a fuck of us in that class. Pretty sure that was the the intro classes are always large. Pretty sure that's when, but girl, I, I couldn't tell you. Well, I can say that anything I did in public was at a much younger age. It was it was the front half of the experience. Um, and there were just some times where I was reckless, and then I reined it back in. Yeah, I never wanted guys, anyone to know what I was doing, where I, I was have going. Prefrontal cortex um, fully developed yet. Um, you know, alcohol impairs your judgment, or so I hear. And so there's a full range of hormones. There's a lot going on between 17 and 19. <laughs> By 20, I was like, that's when I was like, I'm retired. Oh, I didn't retire until I left well, Richmond. No, even I- then. No, I retired from public facing behavior. Oh. When's the last time I made I out used... in public? Have I ever made out in public? I don't think so. I mean, that's not the lot. I don't know. We don't need to go through the past 13 years. <laughs> I don't think I've ever. That's, that's another episode. 
episode. Um, but <laughs> I was weak. Sober, a sober 35 year old, I wouldn't be doing that. But yeah, shout out no. to her. Especially in the club. Um, <laughs> I was weak at Robert coming home screaming like, woohoo, with the 1942 bottle. Because I've legitimately stolen bottles from the club. The took me out. I've legitimately, so there was, I can name it on a couple of occasions because I'm quick. If there's like liquor left in the bottle, I'm taking it. Like if it's like the section that like, of course, like either like that was sponsored by someone that I know, you know what I mean? So, cause I'm never buying a section of the fuck. So, um, I remember one time, like I grabbed a bottle and then like we all get into the car and I look behind me. I said, look what I got. And my friend's like, we did that and then there was one bottle that one time I took a whole classe azul out of the club and you know those things are huge like they're like yeah this big and uh my friend who had the section he was like man I really wish we could take this I said I got you and I just like it was like just walk on the side of me like we're just gonna like put this like I don't know somehow he's like how the fuck did you make that work I was like I don't know I'm a genius <laughs> that was different but me in college there was a time where I had like again remember this was like mid aughts I had this like Vera Bradley shoulder bag and it was shaped like a baguette bag and I just put like a whole bottle of rum inside of it and like my ID card and just (laughs) carried the purse wherever I was going that night (laughs) and I'd like stop somewhere and I would just open the side of my purse like it was like a little dog (laughs) and pour it out and we were like what's in your bag and I'm like medicine don't worry about it and then one time I opened it and they're like how the fuck I'm like it's shaped like a bottle the bag is shaped for a bottle yeah, it definitely is. Bottle bag. Bottle bag. Um, yeah. but yeah. This is called if y'all are like deterred by your goals, talk to us. We make things happen. <laughs> if we want it, it happens. Okay, period. If I want it, it's gonna happen. But yeah, I was weak at Robert and then I, I was annoyed it. at Danielle. Like, I was just like, I I like that he just like wanted to have fun and blow steam because that's so relatable. Like that's what I plan to be like next weekend. <laughs> I've been saving, I've been saving my party energy for next weekend because my friend's husband keeps asking me if we're going to get lit. I taught him the words lit and ratchet. He's of another culture guys. I taught him the words lit and ratchet when we were 20 and that's all he says to me now. And he's like, it's going to be ratch. And I'm like, Brian, no one says that word anymore. (laughs) Second of all, like I'm a grown up now. I'm an adult, but I was like, but for you and your wedding, I shall get lit and be ratch. So watch out for those Insta stories, folks. Oh, if it's, open, <laughs> if it's an open um, alcohol wedding, open bar, I'm, I'm turning I mean, the fuck up. It's Bali. I think yeah. everyone can imagine what's going on. Yeah. Um, I, You know that it's going to be a good story if I DM it to you and not even post it on close friends. If yeah. I'm sending it to people, that means I'm acting up. <laughs> Well, I sound, can't wait on. To sound on folks i can't wait um <laughs> watch me just go to sleep at eight and be like "Ooh, we lit for breakfast <laughs> <laughs> um i digress but yeah i did enjoy him having fun i'm not a fan of kyle always being like why is no one cool anymore just because like they don't want a late night bro you're turning 40 shut up you go to bed like late night i was weak at the previews <laughs> When, when they were like in the fire of whether or not you're cool anymore when Paige and sierra in the previews were like talking to kyle about like his future and like oh when he's like, gonna die he, yeah when he dies <laughs> and he was like am i gonna die at my party like my party 
<laughs> I lost it. Paige, Paige had like a witchy look in her eye. Like, you know, maybe. <laughs> she did. Maybe. Because that's what I would have said. I was like, you could. Like, I literally, I'm so morbid. I was sending an email for work that like, you know, I'm like, just trying to, you know, be here so I don't get fined. I had some things I had to wait on for the end of the day. So I was going through my old emails, figuring out what I haven't like responded to. I emailed this person that had like emailed me in December and I replied now. I was like, <laughs> hey, so, and then I was like, so morbid. I was like, what if you wait too long and someone like not a patient, but like anybody, like a colleague just dies and you didn't get to them in time. Oh, and wow. I just had that thought today. <clears throat> Oh, wow. <laughs> and it was probably Summer House's fault because I had it for breakfast. <laughs> I was watching them talk about Kyle's death at 40. And I was like, it could happen anytime. Um, anyways, yeah, I wrote, Robert likes to get fucked up. And um, anyways, they do like a wine. They do a wine day for the girl. No, did they all get? They all went to the winery. Yeah. Oh, because then the deep. ladies dinner. Yeah. Yo, I was thinking about that. I miss my Northern California life. I was like, I miss a good wine tasting at like 1130 AM and you're in a cute little outfit and you just get a little sloshy and then you take a nap and then you can still go out for dinner or you could just go to bed and you can go about your day the next day. Yeah. I just have a good lifestyle, you guys. I, I did not appreciate what I had while I had it. And now I live in this hellscape. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but wait there uh, yeah there's no like real wineries there is there in richmond no i there's they're like northern virginia there's one there's one at a plantation right under the city and then there's like a few in the boonies between here and like williamsburg and all that stuff yeah they've like built some and they're decent the ones in charlottesville are eh, like again i'm coming from a very pretentious point of view with wine There's like one Italian winery I like um, in that general area. And then there's like a bunch I haven't tried yet, but there's never like every time my friends and I would keep doing this like summer wine weekend. And every time we go somewhere, I'm just like, Bleh. sure. Yeah. Here we it's have like, Chateau Alain. <clears throat> it's like not good. Like there's so few places that are legitimately good. And I don't apologize for that. Good wine is good wine. I mean, it all most wine comes from Northern California. Like that's where like the good grapes are. Like that's how they grow. Like you know. Hello, anyway, have we seen the Parent Trap? Yeah, it's important. Little did I know when I was watching the Parent Trap a thousand times as a child, I'd live there one day. <laughs> I didn't go to the winery where they filmed it though, and that is a regret. Um. Anyways, they go wine tasting. They're doing like a wine blending class, which I wrote wasted on them because like they don't care. They're not going to make any good blends. Lindsay was so excited to drink. She's like, yes. <laughs> I love her. She's like, let's go. But I just love like what a little bro she is sometimes. Yeah. Um, I will say um, the easiest way to make wine blend people is like if you see someone whose white wine glass is about to be empty at your party, just take the red one you open and pour it in their glass. That's called rosé, folks. Ew. Put it here first. I've done it to many people. Bitches be drinking it. They don't even notice. That sounds like a hangover. No. Which I can't even look at rosé right now because I drank so much rosé on Friday with a friend. We were just both like, all right. He's like, you want another drink? I'm like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Five I in and I'm like. Thing. And you were like, I've been drinking rosé. And I was like, oh, I know that feeling. I, I, I lost an AirPod. 
don't know how it just <laughs> magically disappeared from my case like I'm like what the fuck happened here to me <clears throat> rosé is the devil's drink and I believe that by the like number of white people who prefer it <laughs> because I drink rosé and I get crazy pants like rosé and vodka need not give this girl too much of like one of each x but um la- you know how like instagram will give you the archive of like your stories like here's memories and all that stuff i last this weekend last year i did like a bridgerton watch party for season two and like made my little charcuterie boards and like had all this wine for folks and all this stuff and we were so busy talking shit and i just kept drinking rosé that I was plastered by like 8 p.m. because I was this the time that you told everyone to just leave no no what I did is I left my own party in my one bedroom apartment (laughs) look at this apartment and I went to the bathroom I changed into my pajamas took off my makeup climbed into my bed at nine and I texted one of my friends who was out in my living room and was like you guys can stay as long as you want um but I'm going to sleep just please lock the door behind you when you do I Irish exited my own party in my tiny apartment I've done that but then was woken up but Um, but I that was all due to Rosé that's when I kept yelling daddy at the British episode that was playing with Jonathan (laughs) Bailey on the screen (laughs) in front of and I say friends these are also my co-workers (laughs) that I am friends with yeah (laughs) and I was like daddy Every time he was on screen, <laughs> then I woke up at like 3 a.m. hungover and I was like, I hate, hate everybody and everything. Yeah, it was not a good time. Not <laughs> it a was, good time. We don't do rosé. Um, <clears throat> we get more of like the like Sierra Gabby dynamic, like Danielle's investigating. We've been doing a lot of tangents today, guys. I'm sorry. I think it's anxiety. But um, <laughs> I kind of think that like I do relate to Sierra when she's like, you know, I just take my time with people like I'm an observer I have to just like watch everybody and then figure out how I feel about them. But I, but there is still something a little off in that, like Maya and her are both like just anti Gabby, which by the way, I didn't even know it. Maya wasn't in this episode. Man. I felt fine. I did not notice. I'm not that. sorry to say. <laughs> I did not notice Cookie Queen's absence, but, um, I, then, um, Lindsay's like, well, let's do a girl's night and, the guys can do a guy's night. And um, it was just really weird. Like, what do you think? I'm not like, we aren't medical professionals. We're not addiction specialists. We're not relationship therapists. I'm just putting all these disclaimers out there. But like, to me, of course, someone would curb their drinking in front of their sober partner. And then, you know, have more of a time if they're without them. Cause like all of the other girls were criticizing her for that. Yeah. If your partner is sober and newly sober, like he's only been sober a year and a half at this point. Yeah. Why would you suscept him to situations where he may feel tempted to drink? Like in that, like, you know what I mean? So alcohol in your breath. Why is it wrong for her to to do that? Drinking in front of him and then go back to how she likes to drink without him. Like, that's not a problem what the big drama is I don't think it's a problem either like I don't know what the drama is and I don't get why Danielle like as a friend Danielle's like I'm just being honest but it's like you're being honest in a situ- like to embarrass her like you're embarrassing yeah. her in front of people that aren't her friends like 
and just going off on it when you could be like, you know, guys, like, let's just like not like, and then talking to her in in private and just saying like how you feel like. That's where to me, she went around in really the wrong way is that you can like feel concerned for your friend or like, Hey, you're different than like what I remember you being like. And I think that's like, honestly, like it sucks sometimes, but it's just a normal part of like relationships and growing up is that when people make choices around them. And like, in this case, it's her partner, but like, it could be anything. Like it could be a career. It could be moving. It could be like getting close to your family again. It could be like becoming religious. Like people make choices in their lives and they're going to evolve with the choices they make. And you have to decide if you're okay with them evolving over time or if you're not. And that's okay if you're not, but like, you can't like begrudge them. The, right the like choice to and tell them like that their choice is wrong um because it goes back to like is it necessary and is it kind right and I think what like you said what's really fucked up is that she did it in front of all these people that she knows like she used to be on Lindsay's side against these people and it's not to be like take a side right you know that these women will never like her and so you chose this moment when you know that they can all gang up on her just to make your point value you and that's not a friend to me that's not a friend that's not when she was like well being a best friend is like you can be hard on your friend and it's like yeah but in private not in front of exactly or other you know let's say it was like five other women three of which don't like Lindsay. yeah exactly i totally agree and i hate that she did that like it's it was just giving like i want to be like included with the other people you know what i mean with the other girls now like i want to embarrass you I think it's, I'm upset about like something in my relationship and, you know, maybe she like, this is just me theorizing and maybe it has no basis at all, but it's just like, do I have to change the kind of lifestyle I like in order to like be successful in my relationship? Right. Because like what she's perceiving is that Lindsay's changing who she is in order to thrive in a partnership. And it's like, yep. Well, everyone does have to compromise and which Danielle does. Like she said, she's like, mm-hmm. I take my home wherever like we go. And like, obviously it's clear that she probably feels like she puts like her all into this relationship and he doesn't put the same in return. But it's like, she can't win. Like last year they were on her about being a slut, like saying she was like, oh God. Yeah. They were like drinking too much and like having too much sex with, with, or having too many partners. And now this year it's like, you're changing for Carl. Like she can't win she can't yeah, win like, that's what frustrates me is that they make her their storyline every time yeah. because like what like sierra's storyline last year was the love triangle with austin yikes yeah um she doesn't really have a storyline this year besides disliking gabby um like i said i enjoy her personality more but she still doesn't have a storyline um like we said Paige kind of has the storyline that she's like growing but she still like will sh- jump on any opportunity for Lindsay. So, you know, like they just use her as like this deflection from whatever their problems are. Yeah. It's, it's, and it's like, you guys set it up so that people root for Lindsay. Like, the more you try to sabotage her, the more that people they root, root for her. her. Exactly. She doesn't <clears throat> do the same thing back at all of them. Nope. Like she did say like, hey, Paige, like, why don't you answer the question if you're asking questions like at the first yeah. time? But like, she also doesn't make hating them her story. Exactly. Like, it's always like she's trying to find love or she's trying to figure out her job or like she literally like that's why people refer she like actually puts herself out there I think that's like why Hannah was really successful at first before she started self-producing a little bit too much was like she just kind of like went for it with like the whole Luke thing and like having fun and um and the season before just like being really yeah. flirtatious 
and silly. It's like when you're just vulnerable, like that's way more respectable than whatever the fuck these other girls are doing. Yeah. And it's like, she's like, well, like, I, can we be done with this conversation? And Paige is like, you don't have to be so defensive. Like, we're just asking oh, you questions. No attacking you. And it's like, oh yeah. when But you guys are attacking her because yeah. like, because. And it feels differently when your best friend doesn't have your back. And it's like, all right, guys, chill. The best like, of it all is just fucked up. It's like, girl, you took a wine glass in the chest for her last year. And now you're just like turning yeah. the tables. Like Adele is shaking, turning tables. Yeah. Um, one thing about them tables, they turn. Mm-hmm. See, <laughs> that's like the best line that ever came out of that show. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was just unfortunate. Um, also, I love that. Carl and Kyle thought they were doing anything hazing Chris, who was in the Marines. <laughs> like the things that they probably did to him in boot camp, and y'all are pretending to hit him with a charcuterie board. Goodbye. Yeah. That was literally <laughs> the worst scene of all time. Chris oh, was like, okay. I'm just happy that they're not fighting. <laughs> like, I'll let them do whatever. <laughs> me. Also, he's just very attractive. Yeah. I was like, you just keep your clothes off. Like, that's fine too. For sure. I enjoyed whatever scene it was where they were about to work out. I was like, yep. I see the outline. We're working with a lot here. Last yeah. Week. Um. Anyways, that was Summer House. We're sad. We're disappointed. We stay in Hub House in this house. Um. Even when she's making out in public under bright lights. Even because <laughs> at least she's forward. herself, you guys. Um. She's true to herself. Yeah. We're gonna go swim over to Thailand. It's a far swim, but here we are. Um, so we're going to play Giselle's <laughs> version of impression session. Um, and this is who gave you the best first impression off these three episodes and who gave you the worst first impression. Okay. We'll probably have similar worst, but I'm sure we'll have different best. You go ahead. Best, uh, best, I will say Portia. That's what I thought you would say. The people ride for Portia. I can't. Yeah. Like, I don't mind um, her, but I'm, like, in disbelief how much people like her. My poopy is going to have to be Leah. <laughs> um, My best impression so far, I think, has to be the Cuban duo. And I'm shocked to say that because I was so fucking pissed at them for the rest of Miami. Yeah. That's the thing is, like, people who you hate on their show, you might love on mm-hmm. show. Because, like, that's how I felt kind of, like, about Teresa on her girls' trip. Is like I, she was way more likable um, on Girls Trip than she is on her show. But the Cuban duo, because like they just like literally do their thing and they're not like they're social, but they're not trying to like play the housewives game. Like I feel like the other six are trying to like play the housewives game of like strategizing who they're talking to and what they talk about and all this stuff. But they're just like, we're literally like best friends that just showed up to Thailand. Yeah. And Marisol's like, my stomach hurts. <laughs> <laughs> I've never related to Marisol more than her being in bed, being like, all I want to do is drink with you. I love you. <laughs> Alexia. <laughs> and I love when Alexia is nice. She's like, I love you more. I was like, oh, <laughs> yeah. Um, and then absolutely my worth. No, I just so we have different ones. I won't say Leah, although she's very close. Heather is clinically sick. You guys, we're going to get into okay. it. Something I, at first, I was, like, so angry watching her. And then by episode three, I was like, no, something is not well up there. Like, it's really not. Like, things that disrespect herself, disrespect other people, disrespect humanity. And she just 
I don't even think she's being sarcastic. I think she just actually thinks these things. Like she's not okay. No, so and then she's like her. quick to like we'll get into it, but like she's she's not okay, you guys. <laughs> her thought process. I'm like, it, I feel like it she doesn't. It's like a, have, a like, and like the tape. It's like like you put a tape in a cassette and it skips to like pass like a whole verse For that's like Heather's brain aren't old enough to remember we used to take these VHS tapes that were blank and then record like an award show or a sports game that we wanted to see and then the problem is is that you could put that same tape back in and record right over it yeah and Heather's VHS tape of a brain is like when I would record like my little Spanish teen soap opera. And then I would record Gilmore Girls over it. And then I would record like the Oscars over it. Like, or like a CD yeah. that like skips an entire song because like it has a scratch <laughs> on it. <laughs> Actually high key. There's a scratch on her brain. There's a scratch oh on God, her that's brain. That's wrong to say. Oh my God. I just did the sign of the Is song. that like wrong to say? I'm so sorry. But it might be true, allegedly. Like, I'm concerned that she has, like, the same blocked trauma, like, amount of trauma that Whitney has. Like, it's not that they have the same trauma, but, like, that whole Mormon raising, something something went wrong. <laughs> something. This scratch CD is actually the perfect <laughs> metaphor. Because, like, <laughs> like, take it back now, y'all. <laughs> two hops this time. <laughs> okay, I have to stop. Disrespectful. <laughs> oh my god <laughs> should we take a break and then actually get all the brown <laughs> everybody clap your hands <laughs> literally all right let's take a break and then we'll come back okay let's actually get into the episode now that we've said <laughs> terrible things i wouldn't say anything <laughs> terrible um so episode two like the thing about girls trip is like they kind of like make it so that every day and night is like hosted by one of the housewives and so the day trip is leah makes everybody go to an elephant sanctuary and i don't really have much to say about that because i don't care about the animals like the irony is when i was growing up like all of my family is very outdoorsy like i don't mind being in nature but something about animals i'm i'm candace like i'm not trusting i'm not trying to engage with them like my uncle has raised horses my whole life and he's always like, do you want to take a ride? I'm like, nope. Yeah, I, I love a, I love an elephant. I can't stand poop of any human being, any mammal, anything, any, anything, <laughs> anything living. I can't deal with the poop. I like plants because they don't have poop. Um, but I do love like, like to like see how my, natural energy is around animals because i'm like if animals and babies love me then i have the best energy you know what i mean like i'm in a good state of mind if babies and animals oh yeah i guess that's true and so i love to like just like just like like, the energy from like when i see like a dog i'm like and a dog runs towards me i'm like please i need some puppy love or like at the grocery store the baby's like and I'm oh, like, yeah. oh my god, I need the love. It just like babies, and babies are very different from elephants. Though. Oh, I love it. elephants are one of my favorite animals. So I love an elephant. I won't ride them for the sake of the elephant. Thank goodness. Yeah. I was like, I was even questioning that. I'm like, is this even ethical? But like, that's not my problem today. So now, I just letting it be. what I can't deal with is monkeys. Bitch, they freak no. the fuck out. 
No, thank spider you. monkeys. When I was in Barbados, this guy had a spider monkey and he oh. was just jumping on everyone. And I, he jumped on me and I said, please get, get it off of me. Get it off of me. They feel like. Yeah. Like, like leashes. Synthetic hair. No, they feel like synthetic hair. But like, like they grip you. They grip you. And like, they're supposed to be really like kind. And like my sister's friend growing up, she had a spider monkey that I never met. Thank God. Oh, um, but like, I scream when the spider monkey, like jumped on me I was like please I can't dear god like get it off of me my mom was going to be a veterinarian she thought at one point so she was like taking certain classes for that or like did this like vet tech job or something and one of the times we were in Puerto Rico like she was inviting people over and um she invited this guy that she went to vet tech school with and he was showing me pictures of like his pet snakes and they like guard gather around like his neck and shoulders I'm like "Uh uh-uh I do like snakes nope well, I can't say I like them, but I don't mind. You them. like snakes on your shoulders and wrapped around your neck? Yeah, I don't mind it. Like I've had a snake crawl up me before. Like now, around it wasn't like neck. an anaconda. No, not around my neck. Like that sounds like you want to. I'm like, me. that's what I'm. I'm giving you a specific scenario. I'm not saying that these animals are an issue on their own. <laughs> like, do you want that? Snakes are creepy too. Like especially if a if a, a large snake. Like what if the snake one day goes, "Bitch, I don't fuck with you." And like tries to swallow you in your sleep. Exactly. That's what. That's why. Like you're all. Oh yeah. Like (laughs) love all. I'm like, ma'am. We're thinking in detail here. I'm not saying that I dislike the animals existing, but do I need to engage with them all? No. I can respect them in their national environment. An elephant, yes. Because the elephant trunk. Have you fed an elephant before? No, it looks so cute. Baby, that's like a Hoover on your hand. It feels wrong. It feels like <laughs> I just want to like it's have literally it. like I did it once. So the last time that I went, um, was that when I went to Bali? Yeah, I think it was the last time I went to Bali. I went to like a similar elephant sanctuary and we fed them. And I was like, <gasps> and like my friend took a picture of me next to the elephant, and I literally was like a good arm's length away from it, and I was just like holding my hands up, like there she is. Oh, see, I just want to hug them. I just want to hug it. I just, the way that you just said you're afraid of the snake swallowing you, the elephant has a much bigger chance of swallowing you. Yes, but elephants don't fuck with you unless you fuck with them. Like, and they don't eat people. Like, they eat plants. Yeah, did you hear about that uh, town in India where they they fucked with an elephant sanctuary and those elephants, like, stomped on her, like, literally came back for her funeral? (laughs) They did not forget. They're like, bitch, we're coming after you in I your mean, death. I mean, I know that fact of like elephants have the best memory or whatever. Yeah, but, but they're definitely like, you fuck with me, I fuck with you. Like, I love the energy. It's like, I am, I give you good energy until you fuck with my energy and then it's over. And I think elephants are the same way. They're like, don't uh, fuck with me and I don't fuck with you. Now, the elephant's not scenario, ugh, I do not want an elephant sneezing on me. I don't want anything you. sneezing on me, though. Like, there are situation and you can't control animals you can but that's abuse so i was just like i was not into the thing i wasn't into the mud of it all i was just like i was like we can fast forward this i wasn't into the mud because i'm like even before some of that poop some of that mud has poop in it and i'm good on that I'm very good on that i want to rewind a little bit because leah and her pmdd like having Premenstrual, which we all do. This, I mean, we all. I mean, I think PD- we all have PMS. PMDD is like really high, and I would 
the thing about Leah is like, you know, usually I say believe women, but sometimes with Leah, it's like, I don't know what to believe because like PMDD is a real diagnosis. And like, I could believe that she has it because she's so fucking out of control. But at the same time, I'm just like, please watch your label. Like people just love to label things. You know what I mean? Yeah. Do it inaccurately. Like they just warp language nowadays. And so just. But it's not an excuse for like, that's a person. I'm not able to control yourself. Your mental health is a personal problem. Like not saying that like people shouldn't care and be empathetic about it, but your care and your like management of your, of your mental health is a personal problem. And we'll get into why I say this, but yeah she's no absolutely like well um our friend justin was texting me and he's like she's sober like why is she so chaotic and i'm like first of all if your drinking was in such a way you have to go sober like you're a chaotic like if you're an addict it's because you have like this unmanaged situation in your mind that you have to reach for that drink and like get that feeling or amplify like the problems you already have like by use of alcohol i was like if anything sober people are the ones you have to watch out for the most because if they were drinking and had to go sober there's like a reason behind it um and i think like again with addicts too and like she i believe she identifies as an addict it's like um you can find other things to hyper fixate on like you can find other things to be addicted to and like yeah want like to just like lean into these anxieties or these irritabilities or these other things and like not do something about it like mindfulness yoga medication like whatever it is that works for you for sure um like you just said you are responsible for like your management of all these things like if you have anxiety like it's not anybody else's job to fix that for you like you need to do that or you need to ask for help if that's the case yeah um so yeah she brought up the pmdd i will admit though i do check my period and like try to plan my trips around it but that's because of my own health history and i never know if like my cycle wants to go haywire so i'm like i'm not trying to deal with a whole lot of shit that i do try to plan my trips even though <clears throat> girl i when i was in costa rica last year i was like pmsing the entire like i was bloated the entire time like oh, I hate not that. pmsing but just like bloated the entire time but I was just praying. I said, God, please do not let me get my period until like we leave this place. And literally got my period like before boarding a plane, like to go home. And I was like, thank God. But then I was like in such pain. I think like the airplane, like the pressure, I think made it so like so intense. And I was on birth control. So like, I'm like, I don't know what the freak is going on, but like, it was awful. So I I do the same thing. Yeah. So we understood that part. Um, but she's unhinged. Um, she's she's not well. We'll we'll get to her. Um, they did this like they did this lunch, and they were all talking about like the best and worst part of being a housewife. Um, and like she just starts crying during her part, and she said that like production and the cast and everybody like didn't let her leave during her season to like go see her dying grandma, and like three of them were like, "That seems like a lie." oh yeah Whitney was like we have the same production company like they wouldn't do that like like I'm I'm sure there's something about maybe the pandemic like because they filmed during the peak and of COVID the so I'm like maybe there was something where like if she said yes to going 
to the trip, she like actually couldn't leave for a certain amount of days without like being tested or something. And I'm not telling people how to like manage their lives, but like, if I, if I felt like that was my choice and like that I was going to harm me, I just wouldn't go in the first place. And if that was like, well, you're fired, fire me. You know what I mean? And I doubt that they were like, I think like, it said like, I really have to sit this out because I don't know if she's making it through this day, like through this week. I feel like they would. I just think she had a choice. Like, yes, we were at the height of COVID, but the fact that she like left, cause she left at some point during the trip and was like, I got to go see my grandma. Like she's about to pass away. And then like pass away while she was on the way there. Like, yeah. I think she felt like, I mean, to be honest, I don't know what the COVID situation was, but it's like, I, got, this is my job. Like she was looking at it as like, this is my job. Like yeah, I, I have, have to be to here. To work. Yeah, yeah. I have to go to work. Which is fair. Choices. But like, don't blame production on your choices. Like, I, I because we all make mistakes. Like I was going to say, I've noticed <clears throat> my own life is like, when people feel guilty about like not having done enough for someone when they were alive, um, they all, they're like always fixated on that death. And then they're always fixated on like what other people did wrong. Yeah. To like displace their guilt. Um, did anything else from that lunch? They did the, they did Alexia's like Alexia's either ors are so dramatic because like, they don't even make sense. Like someone would say like, would you rather give up oral sex or cheese? She literally was like, would you rather go up sex or eating? <laughs> I was like, baby, that's so urgent. But I was like, I'd rather be like fed by the dick. Let it be. Sex or eating? Yeah. Good sex or eating. How about that? I mean, great. Orgasms are eating. Orgasms are amazing, but I get an orgasm from eating pizza as well. So. I mean, I described my orgasm eating pizza last week. <laughs> So and that was good, but but I was like, I also like to be skinny, so take the food away. True, but like we'll die. <laughs> we'll die. You can only have a, so much of that protein. Let me so. die skinny. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather airy season back at it again. Um, I was screaming when Portia said I could do without penetration. <laughs> That was the first time I laughed at anything she said. Um, I don't know if it was in this episode or the third episode. I know you posted about her ordering KFC, but I kind of hate this episode. that in other countries. It's like embrace where you are. I think it's like a comfort thing, almost. Like, it's like, sure, we're so but... far from home. Like, and I hear that like overseas, like fast food is like top notch a they don't have the same preservatives and byproducts that like american fast food has but then they have like all these different options but i hear that it's like top notch in the other country so i would be curious to be, to be that's fair. like something that people perpetuate everywhere and there are certain chains that do certain specialty foods but like literally there were two tourists sitting next to me on a plane to puerto rico and they were talking about that to each other they were like i wonder if they're gonna have cool stuff at the mcdonald's here i'm like baby this is a u.s territory you dumb fuck like it's exactly the same but yeah. oh really because adrian balon today posted about like um like a special sandwich that they have like in puerto rico like on the mcdonald's menu that they don't have like a breakfast sandwich that they have there that i have to send it to you so i was like ooh, really i didn't know this tell me more uh, another subjectable representation of my country 
She's from, she's Puerto Rican. <laughs> it's, it's always some embarrassing ones. I know. <laughs> no. I like Adrian Baylon. Hush. <laughs> I know Chanel. I know Chanel's from Puerto Rico. <laughs> um, I do know that <laughs> about her. Um, but overall, I'm saying it's like, we don't have like, um, how would you say like some kind of like fancy sauce for the fries or something? You know what I mean? And so it's just like, people need to calm down. Puerto Rico is basically America part two. Yeah. Um, and I was like, y'all, if you came here for McDonald's, you're also wasting your time. Like there's so much good food. Go eat the, if I was in Thailand, bitch, you think I would be eating KFC? No, thank you. But I will say Portia has the same KFC order as I do. I love when she was like original, not extra crispy. I said, that's me. And the, <laughs> and the potatoes and gravy. I was like, check, check 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 i said that to justin and he was like you guys put trash in your bodies and i was like gladly <laughs> healthy i was I like mean, for sure mr equinox or whatever he does lately i can't remember but i was like mm, i like it like this anyways um portia without the penetration portia with the kfc um i <clears> think <throat> it's very interesting so everybody remember girl strip was filmed after Potomac and Salt Lake filmed their seasons and after Miami filmed their season, but before all of them filmed their reunions. So the my the Thailand trip was after Potomac filmed. So after Giselle and Candace had the argument about Chris, but before the reunion. And I think it's very interesting that Candace lets some of the girls know in that one van that she and Chris are having marital problems. It's giving Danielle from Summer House. We're like, would she have cared about like Giselle's comment or these rumors as much if they weren't already in a tough place? What did you think? Um, Honestly, I'm so sorry. I just, my buyers just went under contract. So I was emailing the listing okay. agent. Um, repeat just the last of what you said. <laughs> so Candace, uh, so again, Potomac filmed its season. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they filmed the reunion. I feel like whatever happened on Girls Trip colored Candace being so extra at the reunion with Giselle slash. I feel like it also gave insight to why she had such a meltdown about this whole storyline on camera was because they were already in a tough spot. Yeah. And they were filming it because it's just like. I didn't think what Giselle said was that bad at the time. And also like they did have a friendship and like this relationship. And, you know, she said it, she's like, I wasn't going to say anything until Ashley and these other people started saying stuff, whether or not people believe that that's fine. But like, she had like general basic logic as to why she like asked Candace this question. And I felt like Candace just like flew off the handle too much. And so to hear like, there's these troubles, do you think that colored her reaction on the show, like on their show? Um, no, I feel like, so I don't know if we're saying the same thing, but I think it was fucked up what Giselle said on the show, the way that she said it and not being able to backtrack and say like, look, I, it came out wrong. I felt uncomfortable, but like, like, you know, like it just came out like Chris was a predator. Um, and I do think that, that like, like intensify their already problems because like her most, her biggest problem was Chris's work schedule, like, mm-hmm. and not being present in their marriage. 
And so I do think that it is a little interesting to see these dynamics of Candace and Giselle and Whitney and Heather because neither one of these seasons aired yet. And so they're filming this whole girl's trip and like talking about things that like no one is privy to even within like that. Well, I think Salt Lake had begun airing when they went to okay yeah yeah yeah. but hadn't they, aired like people the... knew tea but like they didn't make it all the way through the season so they i think they just knew that they had begun to fight yeah i just hadn't gone to the black but, eye but yet. Hadn't aired yet um so i think that like time and like her watching more so her watching like the episodes back like and True. who knows how this ends how this girl strip ends like if they end on a good note or a bad note um, that's what I'm more interested to see because that will like let me know more so like where her mind was at and like what really caused her to like go off because she just like, she seemed to be so much more angry at the reunion than she was by the end of the season. You know what I mean? Oh, I think you know. I think she was obviously like you said sometimes watching it back, hearing what people said will like upset you, but I just like the the story had been done like the arc had been over it was just kind of like this was stupid like i don't respect that she did this but like let's just move on i think she had to move on it's like a it's like being at work like with a co-worker that like you can't fucking stand but you are on the same team like it's like you have to communicate with this person you have to get over it because you've got to film you've got to do the things um but i don't think she was over it i think candace just like swept it under the rug and then it just like resurfaced because I do think she was she went off and she was upset you know like the whole scene where she was like where's her producer so she could like talk that was to- like that was like too much I was like okay princess like she was giving summer house Gabby energy of like all right oh like- no I would have gone off too because it's like this this woman who is known for causing mess and for like completely like trying to negate or not negate but like dismiss or not talk about her life wants to then do this like storyline about my man like no I'm going the fuck off because you know how this is going to affect him and like his work you know how this is going to affect his image like he also didn't like she's the one that's like I put all of my stuff out there and no one else does but she didn't put out any of these relationship problems with Chris during her season she did she said that like her and Chris like we're trying to figure out like more of the, like their dynamic with work because he's always working. Like she did mention that on the show. Like he's always working. Like I remember her saying yeah, but that, she, but I don't think she like, you know what I mean? Like it was just like a moment, but it wasn't like being super open about it either. Yeah. I'm thinking maybe it was because like, I don't know how long ago Chris had gotten the job. You know what I mean? So it's like, all right, this is an issue, but it's not a large enough issue for me to like be so upset about right now. So for her to now on girls. I didn't think that her husband cheating on her for the 500th time was that big a thing. Who? But I'm jumping to Potomac. Robin was like, cheating on me again. That doesn't need to be a storyline because it didn't even happen during camera. And Candace had like a fit and a fuss about that. I'm just like, it's just a perspective thing. It's like the same thing we said about Danielle with the relationships. It's like, judge all you want but like you also need to like look at what you've got going on and like you make decisions too and you decide when to withhold things and when to share things and no one's begrudging you that opportunity and also I think I think it was an episode <laughs> one when Alexi was like you ask a lot of questions and jo- Giselle was like yeah because no like if people want to ask me questions I'll tell them but nobody's asking me either so you know what I mean like but she's very smart. little to ask her 
Well, if they don't like, that's the thing is like, if you aren't trying like to get to know someone and trying to figure out their stuff, or you're like, I already know who she is. I don't want need to know anything about her. Then she's not do like the expectation to like put more out than like being a mom and a businesswoman. Yeah. I just feel like, they like some people are just way more naturally open and Giselle is just like closed doors. They're bolted. Like, I think Candace said that she's like, you know, she's, she's very yeah, guarded. She has a wall, but at the same time, it's like, y'all don't want to get to know her either as a person. So why is she obligated to give a storyline that you're not interested in? Do you know what I'm saying? Like, they, no, the I'm not team Giselle in this Mm-mm. because I think that no, I'm like, not about teams, I'm just saying is like, I understand like, here's what I've decided is my storylines. And everyone's like, well, I want to know, like people ask Karen, Karen, were you that woman in this picture? Like the back, t-? you know what I mean? Like, and she defends herself and like, she says her story and blah, blah, blah. And we watched Candace with like all her made up music. Like everyone chooses what their storylines are and the producers choose what they're like. So it's just not one person is all I'm saying. Like, oh yeah, it's definitely not one person, but I do think that Giselle, I think Candace said that she's like, you answer but you answer so like matter of fact and like short and curt that like what is there left you don't leave room for like a dialogue it's just like no there's no open-endedness she makes of, it like, challenging so it's like if you aren't up for the challenge then who the fuck is i'm not up for that challenge bitch no you don't want to talk to me about your problems or your life like i'm not about to like i don't have time to cry over while I'm peeling this onion like it's too much work bro like no thanks yeah no thanks and that's her prerogative that's what I'm saying it's like that's her prerogative but then she needs to go worry about something else yeah um but I think I'm just saying that she's not letting on as much as she claims no one else is letting on either so she needs to chill the fuck out yeah like those in glass houses is the point I think that Candace is pretty open. I mean, in the fact that she was open on Girls Trip about like being upset about Chris and stuff, I think. Well, Girls Trip is different. Like that's the whole point is that's where you redeem yourself. And you, like we just said, like you show your other. But I don't think she showed any different than like what she naturally shows. I think that like they just got into like, it was just very recent. Like we just got into this blow up. Like I came here, I'm homesick. Like I have a lot of anxiety about all of this stuff. Like, I think it just came out like, naturally like i don't i think that candace yeah like, of not- the cast is one of the most open people i mean to have your mom slap you with a purse and you talk about it on camera whew. yeah i mean that's a choice she made choice. <laughs> like congrats on being open and embarrassing like i mean like i th- guess that's what we want your mom showed up with a purse to the reunion so that shows how many fucks she gave <laughs> oh she gave her mom is unhinged um <laughs> but yeah I miss Dorothy. Notice how she doesn't put Dorothy on the show anymore. So. Because she, they got a new house and they said, Dorothy, we are not obliged to you no more. Like, Well, I think she also, it's kind of like, you know, I felt really bad when Marisol was talking about how like she was so scared about like protecting her mother during the show yeah. because they would come after her for like her appearance and stuff, which people did. People have been merciless. Even that woman's been dead for years. And people but I'm like, were there, there's filler removal. Was there no filler removal? in Miami because I think it was probably just like she didn't she probably just didn't believe like that would work either you know what I mean just like if I take it out I'm gonna look like saggy and empty do you know what I mean because you're so like you 
Lisa Hochstein taking out her filler at like 36 is very different from someone taking their filler out when they're like, but two. like take it out and then put it back in in better places. Like, I mean, at that point, you're just still like causing more risks of defo- like, you know what I mean? It's just going to keep escalating. That's uh, a choice. But if you got but I do long, understand. <laughs> I do understand but, like the hesitation of but it. I think, I think that the way Marisol was like upset about how people would react to her mom. Like, I think Candace was like sick of hearing about people talk about her mom. So she made a decision to yeah. eliminate her from, like, I think at sure. first she wanted to give like the family background. And then when people were like mocking her mercilessly, like for all that she talks a big game, she was like, I got to get yeah. her out. Can we not I- talk about the Heather Whitney breakup? Because I don't give a fuck. When Heather said... <laughs> Um, I didn't put any notes on that actually, except I wrote, I love, I wrote, I love the white women drama between Whitney and Heather. The drama while putting in a cell in. <laughs> like <laughs> that was also something else. Um, but like when uh, Heather kept saying like, you broke up with me. I'm like, ew, Heather, you weren't dating. Stop saying it like that. Like Sounds so fucking friendship weird. is not the same. Like she just uses the weirdest phrases. I was weak that Whitney was like, Heather's just butthurt that I stopped inviting her to all the fun things I do. <laughs> and honestly, she's probably right. Like, that's the thing. It's like, Whitney sucks, but Whitney, I'm still team Whitney. Yeah, for sure. Um, I didn't really care much, like, about the ladyboy thing. Not, like, in terms of, like, that being the event. But, like, I don't think Candace did that good of a job. Like, I don't. Somebody said, like, that the producers made up the names for her. And I would believe that <laughs> like she didn't yeah. think of it herself. And then um, like for her to come out dressed in like a cotton ball and like lip sync her song and call that like her going international. It was giving Sheena Shea good as gold. <laughs> it was a loofah. The, the you know I mean? was a choice. Like for her to say like, this is my international performance in front of like, the cast of yeah but this is why i say leah was is because the fact that like yes because you just because you've heard alexia's story doesn't mean that oh, everyone else has yeah. and for her to be like this is a snooze fest like i'm bored and just saying it on loop i'm like leah shut the fuck up like can you guys drink or something i'm like that was fucked up and then not understanding i'm like candace please you cannot be well, Candace acknowledged like what she said was not correct, uh, but like you don't you know Leah for a day. Do not be do not ride by her. Like you will fall. Like you will sink yeah. with that shit. I was like, worry about your friend Candace because she is Team Leah till she drops, and that oh, is a bad combination. A choice. Like that is a choice. I'm weak that like they do all these joint confessionals, except for when like Whitney and Heather are obviously not doing a joint yeah. confessional, but everybody else has their own pair. Like. Leah Candace, Marisol Alexia, Portia Giselle, and we have Heather Solo in her shower curtain outfit and Whitney by herself. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, this is where I was like, wait, um, there were two things Heather said that I was like, no, something's actually um physiologically wrong with her. First was when they were talking about like um naming Portia Should Take a Man and Heather was like, I'll take a man if he likes me. I mean, you have to do what you like the desperation in that was beyond. I was weak when they were like, <laughs> when they were like, yeah, she was like, I would take a man. And Whitney saying like, I took a man. And Marisol was like, have you seen that ring? I take him too. 
topic. I know. <laughs> it's like they're all Team Portia. Um, and Whitney did take a man, which was a choice. Um, but I think we do have to realize, I think now that like that whole drama of like the Fallon thing is like come into like, fr- like play, like mm-hmm. Fallon did shortly after like get pr- impregnated by this man who was working for her husband. Like, Oh, was that what happened? I mean, I heard what Giselle said, but I never yeah. followed the course of the that's wild. I love how Giselle was like, let me help my friend out. <laughs> and I'll say what she won't say. Um, what's it called? Uh, the other thing that Heather said that I'm like, you don't even get how insulting you are because you think you're paying a compliment was when she was like, yeah, Candace's mic went out and she just kept prancing around and singing. Um, vocal track cuts out. I would have scurried out and died. Like, Heather, what do you yeah. talk about? Um, and I think she really was giving a compliment. And then I said, I don't need friends like Leah when she said that um, Candace's look was giving her um, dove soap around her body. <laughs> it was giving loofah. I was like, Leah, you're not a good friend. I mean, none of Potomac can dress. None of them. None of them. Correct. That's a true statement. Because they all have pretty privilege. Like, it's not just Giselle. No cast. None of them can dress. They are beautiful as women and therefore they dress like garbage. I still think Miami's the best dressed, but that's just because I really like that kind of style. Yeah, I like Miami and Beverly Hills the best out of the all of them. Um Um, should we move on to the yacht and then try to wrap up? Uh I did laugh when they were going home and like they were playing drive back again. And um Marisol was like, What song is that? I was like, sorry, Candace, it's no fire. Miami is on, 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 on fire. I was weak. It was like the song that we just played. Donde todo pasa, mi home is tu home, mi casa es tu casa. Such a jam. Like Marisol Alexia said, we're mad at Adriana, but we still love her song. (laughs) (laughs) The taste. Yeah, I was weak. Marisol goes, oh, when she said that was her song. Which the live, I do think the live version is nice because it has like a, like a band in the back and it sounds like yeah, like a great arrangement, right? Um, but yeah, the yacht. Oh yeah, they got on the yacht. I when they were doing Candace the montage and of like when they were doing the montage of all the bad things that had happened to housewives on yachts, I was like, can we make an exception and add Simone's Married to Medicine montage on yachts? Oh yeah, because y'all know I live for her. <laughs> what did she say? Yes, I know. It's spoiled. Yes, I know. Yes. And when Scott was like, "You don't want to play with Contessa," and she's like, "You don't want to play with me, Scott." Like I'm <laughs> trying to speak right now. <laughs> I love her so much. <laughs> the disservice to not have. I love. Yeah. Cars. Um, when Portia said that Candace looks like a thumb in a tent. <laughs> That's when Portia won me over because I wasn't writing for Portia yet. But she looked like a thumb. <laughs> that hat was obnoxious. But I was weak at Marisol saying like, I, I, had, I brought the same hat, but I saw the way I it looked her. and was like, yeah, no. Oh, no. 
they had this yacht like literally had like five arguments in a row and they literally like wrote like round one and it would be like leah versus giselle and portia yep round two portia versus candace like <laughs> they didn't even eat lunch yet like they didn't even get to the cuban part yet yeah or they were sitting with the Cuban part, I think. And it was like, I okay, thought we would be able to wrap up in time, but should we take one more break and give the yacht justice? Yeah. We'll be quick. All right. I'm looking at the slide that India sent me from my fellow countrywoman, Adrian Bailon. Um, and so they have oatmeal that's prepared differently than it's prepared in the States. Good for her. And then I'm looking at, there's supposedly a Mick Criollo. Yeah, I looked it up. It's like okay. a ham, like a ham breakfast I think sandwich. I think it's a breakfast sandwich, but it's just with like our our kind of bread. Yeah. So I guess if you're eating at McDonald's in Puerto Rico, you guys go for breakfast and have the oatmeal. Criollo, <laughs> not sponsored. <laughs> Hit them with that good bread. <laughs> Y'all don't deserve. That's Peter, how I feel about Philly. <laughs> Peter, son of Alexia, stay out of my country, <laughs> please and thank you. When he in that finale was like, I've been trying to move to Puerto Rico. I was like, well, don't. Please spare us. Stay where you are. Alleged terrible human. Okay. So they're on the yacht. There's like all these battles. Um, didn't Leah say she started her period during the. Yeah. Like, thank you guys. I, you guys made me start my period. I'm like, bitch, what do they have to do with your period? Exactly. You, you needed to start it so that your PMS can fucking die down. I know. I just, I could not. And also I was like. Heather and Whitney are literally just spectators on this trip. Like they, aside from fighting with each other, they were like before the Cuban slang and like all the arguments during that, like they literally were just watching rounds one through five. Like they're like, they're like the ninth graders amongst seniors. Like they don't know like the stakes. Like they're only literally eighth graders who just started freshman year. Yeah. Amongst seniors. Like it's literally September 1st. Yeah. And they don't know what they're doing. (laughs) <laughs> and it's like watching in like shock yeah um i can't remember all the arguments but i just wrote leah and candace are the worst i don't fuck with them i think it's like they were just like riding for each other really hard and i was like you're both so dramatic like get a life leah just remember has no excuses for doing a- i mean obviously she says she has pmdd but again a personal problem that you have to manage like don't everybody has shit that's like what i never and that can't be your excuse enjoy those excuses because it's like everybody has like some variation on trauma many people now have a lot of mental health diagnoses that does not like serve for you to be shitty or to do shitty things because it's one thing to be aware that you have an issue and it's the second thing is like taking the next step to manage your issue Successfully. And I just can't stand past progressive Just being like, it's like people who like, you know, now we have like a huge crop of people who like find out that they have like undiagnosed anxiety or ADHD or all these conditions. That's great. But now you have to take the next step and like do something about it because yeah. that can't be your excuse for like, oh, I forgot to book this or like, I didn't show up to this or I just like flipped out on somebody like, because I have anxiety, baby. So do I, I take yeah. a day off. That's what I have. If I, if my anxiety is that bad, I have resources something about it and I hold myself accountable. Yeah. Um, Leah saying like, this place is toxic and low vibrational. I'm like, bitch, you made it toxic and low vibrational last Literally. night. Like, I'm bored. Like you set yourself up for this. So for her to passively be like, okay, I get it. 
let's know everyone doesn't like me. And it's like, bitch, like you set yourself up for this. Yeah. It's like a self-fulfilling prophecy. Like when people are like, I knew this would happen. It's like, well, you were already channeling that energy. First me of and all, my mom talk about this the all the time. When you start about her, the bad mind, when you start on the bad mindset, like that's the first step to like self-fulfilling. And then when you act a certain way, because you're convinced that that's what's happening, you are creating the like exact, yep. it's a manifestation, but in bad ways, yep. you know? Yep. And, um, I was weak. I was weak that Candace was like, y'all bullied her into menstruation. That made me giggle because of just like the way she said it. You just have a soft spot for, um, but Candace gotta be off team Leah ain't working. Um, you you need to check on your friend. Yeah. Um, I like, I did not like Portia in the moment when Candace was trying to be open and say, like, I didn't agree with her saying like, y'all chastising Leah. Cause it's like, Leah said something that was fucked up. She said she was bored while Lexi was telling her say like you know just spilling about her life like that's just very like rude but yeah. for candace to say like like you know like she has anxiety every day just being far from home like and not doing well with strangers like i so get that because i get that way when i whenever i leave and i'm far from home like i have to bring a comfort item um because i have anxiety about it but proportion to be like that's funny that you say that because you had the shadiest event and it's like it wasn't that bad it, she literally <laughs> said she'd take a man it was a joke like let it go well i also i would have been poor in that moment i'd have been like you don't look really anxious right i'm such a like um mean person <laughs> i don't have a description for it <laughs> i was like what, what what are you gonna say like who are you <laughs> who are you today <laughs> today i'm a fucking bitch <laughs> no but like literally um Again, like I try to be open-minded that people don't have like the same shared experiences I do, but I have a really hard time to like, and again, you know, Candace is performing internationally, quote unquote, for her 10 friends in Thailand and like did her first deep space tour, which was like DC, Atlanta, New York, Chicago. I don't know. So correct. She's not seemingly well-traveled, but like I have a really hard time traveling with people who do not travel well because like I just grew up that way so like I don't have time for everyone to be like oh I'm scared or alone or I need to FaceTime people for their I- I'm not gonna have a large bandwidth for that I'm like oh, yeah, I'm not that bad I, ju- I just am like I just need a comfort item like yeah well I think that's normal like I think everybody needs but like the way that like Candace is like blaming like everything she's doing on that I'm like can we talk about this um Heather okay the only thing I don't, don't really want to talk about Heather and Whitney because just their boring. fight at this point is confusing like it was too hard for me to process on a Friday night when I was watching I was like I think I kind of like I get it but I don't get it and I from just what I gather <laughs> from what I gather Whitney is just like it's a little weird that you are still on public record as a Mormon and putting out this bad Mormon book. Like, it's like two. That argument was really stressful. Very though. polarizing, like, things. Yeah. And Whitney, I think to her, she's like, I've been on this journey of trying to get out of the church for years, a decade, and have not been able to get out until I hired this law, law like, this attorney organization yeah. to literally get me out of it. Because they kept, like, not letting me leave the church. And so for Heather to, like, be so like upset about it and say like you know like you're like why would you say that it's it's valid because it's like you won't like legally get your name off of the church like mormon records which whitney explained like 
if you're on the Mormon records, A, you're paying dues, like yeah. you're paying dues to be on the record. So whenever they're lobbying for like their terrible bills, you're that on was, the record. That was wild. That Investing like, in properties, buying temples, different. like, you know, like probably like uh, missionaries and stuff. Like you're paying for all of that stuff when you no longer agree with it, yeah, yeah. but you won't separate yourself from it legally when you have the opportunity to do so. Yeah. And it's like, so you'd rather like let them like the Mormon church, like be like you be on the Mormon church's radar and like have them like exile you. Like you'd rather be the one that gets left than leaves in that kind of situation. It's like, if you're writing a book talking so much shit about the Mormon church and you don't agree with it, like anymore, then get the fuck out. Like, I just feel like, like, I'm not saying bragging, but like, you're proud to say all these things. Yes. And it's probably like with them defense mechanisms and all of that. And it's like, you're saying you're still aligned with them or still not all like you're still on the record because you have children, like, and you want to like, make sure that you and your children, but like, you're already separated from it. And like most of your kids, like two out of three, they don't even want to be only one of them is like, I think wants to be involved in the Mormon church. So like, we've got to, you got to choose, you've got to pick and choose. Like you can't be yeah. talking. It's like, it's like being in a relationship with someone who was abusive. And then you write a book about said abusive person, but you're still with them. It's like, how can I believe what you're saying when you're literally still involved? Like, yeah. I mean, it's like, no one likes her anymore, but back in the day, Bethany was wise. And she said it about Sonia, like, you have to pick a lane. You're either smart or you're stupid. And that's like the same here. Like pick a lane. Are yeah. you like still attached to this organization? And I get that it is a bit of a gray area. Like, oh, I don't want to be attached to them anymore. But like, it was part of my identity for so long that like, I'm going through this process. But it's very different when you publish a book that literally says bad Mormon. Although I know that's like, um, there's like, you know, people say, oh, I'm a bad feminist and all this too, right? Like, there is a gray area, but at the same time, it's just very confusing. Um, and I do get, I get both points of their argument of like Heather saying, I mean, Whitney saying like, you, you're publishing this book, but you're still aligned with them. And I do understand Heather's perspective too. And like, I feel like I respect that she's like admitting that on camera. Cause that's the part she won't say on Salt Lake is like, I still am so tethered to this identity for whatever reason and like what it gave me but you've got to pick and choose then baby girl you you yeah. work through that before you write a book called bad mormon like Correct. that's you what should I'm work I'm, i get yeah. both sides of it like do your hailing before you talk about your feelings in a book helen yeah hailings um, <laughs> yeah no it's um it's like very the their fight is very deep-rooted and i do believe whitney in her description um, when she said what her best and worst thing was about um, her growth on the show. Like, yeah. I do think that like, even though I don't care for her that much as an individual, I do believe like her arc has always been really natural on the show. Mm-hmm. And, um, not like always her interactions, but like her as an individual. And I do think that Heather is resentful of the fact that Whitney has grown into who she really is and like used the show as a mirror to like catalyze like, whatever forward motion she needs to do and heather weirdly is like frozen in time of like i want to just be this character that everybody loves and like wants to perpetuate the narrative that she's just like this like outcast nerdy girl who's just trying to do her best and like be loved but like she's the villain 
and she doesn't get that she's the villain it's a it's a terrible cd just skip it um also i was <laughs> just skip it skip that's the whole damn episode. cd just skip it <laughs> don't skip listening to this yeah just skip it um just skip this track <laughs> but um it is very deep um so by the way um the Cuban food wasn't giving because like you can't eat Cuban food in Thailand, but um, I did love that they had all of the signs. So obviously like a lot of those phrases are not my phrases, but I was very impressed at everybody's Spanish pronunciation until we got to Whitney. <laughs> I was like, fuck, why are you like the way you are? And she was like, Kono. And I was like, no, bitch. <laughs> That's not how you say it. Don't fuck up my favorite word. <laughs> I was so mad. I was like, it's coño, coño. Like, mm, I was so mad. And then I was like surprised that um, Heather was like pretty good. She was like, un poco tiki tiki, taki taki. I forgot what the phrase was, but like she said it with like the right yeah. emphasis. And I was like, okay, Heather, like one point Gryffindor. Like, sure. <laughs> one, not 10. <laughs> We're not going to get crazy. Um, and I was weak that like everybody's phrases like match their personalities. I forgot what Giselle's was, but it also, it was like, what's up? Like, what's yeah. going on? <laughs> it was like, <coughs> hers is what's, what's happening in the streets? What's Giselle's? Um, but I enjoyed them like teaching them the slang. I was like, but y'all better not fuck it up now. Yeah. Um, um, and then like you said, I wrote wild how the Mormons are fighting about who's more of a fake Mormon lever <laughs> is what I wrote. I mean, Whitney's a real Mormon lever because she's like, I literally had to work my ass off to get out of this fucking church. Like, I wanted to be set free from the master. And I think the priesthood wouldn't release me. Yeah. Um, also, I was surprised that Heather, A, I was surprised at two things. I was surprised that Heather actually gave theories because she was pressured into giving theories like about like her black eyes she's like it was either the overhead cabinet or rough oh my housing God. i blocked out that whole conversation because i was like i could not give a about but for her to be like tell whitney eye. like why like don't show them the picture of my black eye like bitch it's not that deep like it's not like you like they acted like she showed a picture of her vagina yeah like what sh- and then <laughs> heather i mean whitney being like am i a bad friend like i'm really debating if i should show you this picture like am i a bad friend for not so I was actually on Giselle, like, like just that Giselle was like, yeah, like if you've got to pick between like being a good friend, like, and she doesn't want us to see it, just, we'll just wait for it to air. Like, just wait for it to air. Exactly. Um, Like it's, you know, and that's why like, I give her points, but Whitney was like going through it over that damn yeah. picture. I was like, this is so stupid. And Heather was so pissed. Like, it was so funny to watch. I feel like heather gets like fake mad at like lisa and jen bar um not mm-hmm. jen at lisa barlow and jen shaw on the show but like the amount of angry she was at whitney like that's the real heather that's the real heather and it's like you give your shit so much your your shit you give your sister like so much more shit than like a stranger you know what i mean like yeah, it's like i hate when people do that yeah i hate it too um also the last thing <laughs> is the fact that Candace revealed that that piece to Leah about Giselle and Chris. Why, like, for Leah to be like, oh, no, like, you're you mad at me for saying him. this when you got mad or at what, when you're saying, like, this lie about him sexually assaulting you. And, like, for her to be calling Giselle neck, I'm like, she had to get that from Candace. Ain't no way she came up with that on her own. No, of course not. 
I th- I was just like, Leah is so inflammatory. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's just like, again, Candace found the wrong ally. Like, yeah. that's not going to help boost your credibility because like Giselle literally looked at Leah and was like, that's not what happened. Yeah. Like, you look fucking dumb. And like I said, <clears throat> sick of the like physical criticisms because it's like Leah's pale and has all the ugliest tattoos I've ever seen in my life. Like, there's a picture of her on Instagram in a bathing suit and it was like she has a weird foot tattoo she has like i think one on her ass cheek she has the tramp stamp i'm like bruh you look dumb she has the chanel logo on her hand i'm sorry these are dumb it's giving okay it's giving i will say on this, on this i show. will say that people that have tattoos like it's that are term, just like it's a term that aviva called sonia and ramona in saint bar that I will not repeat. See, I'm I'm torn because like I realize that people that have like a lot of tattoos, some of them just like are they like mean nothing. Like yeah. John she has enough, she doesn't have enough tattoos for to like cover them up. Ones. Yeah, because he has like a red rum tattoo on his knee on his and I'm uh, like above his knee, and I'm like, why do we have murder above our knee? Like he has a Hey Arnold tattoo, I think a Rugrats tattoo, a Harry Potter tattoo. Like I'm like. Yeah, but like he has like sleeves, right? Or like but he's had it from the head to the toe. Yeah, that's super different than she has like a tattoo on her foot, and a tat and a tramp stamp, and like she has them in like random assorted spots. It's not like a collection where like inevitably you're gonna have a few little fillers. Yeah, shit, not the same. Like if they're by themselves, the star of the show looking dumb. Mm-mm. <laughs> and with that that is the last stone i've thrown in my glass house for this evening um so guys per usual uh for more unhinged content follow us on instagram and twitter at pop of color pod please um tell all your friends who love bravo to listen to us um, your support is so greatly appreciated as that is how we grow. And, um, yeah, that's all I got. Make good choices. Bye. She won't this weekend. Bye. Regrets coming soon. <laughs>